Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Hello, friends. I am so excited to welcome a wonderful guest today, Amira Martin. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you here. And I know I just said this um, a minute ago before we started recording, but I'm like kind of legit sort of like happy shaking in my office right now because (laughs) I feel like you are just such a delightful human being that I have always wanted to just connect with more. And so I love that we're doing it through the internet right now. It's happening. (laughs) Yes, it's happening. We're having our moment finally. Finally. (laughs) Well, so I think you are so interesting and I would love for you, um, this is your first time on Edit Your Life, hopefully not your last, but I would love for people who do not know about you and your background, um, if you could just share a little bit about that. You have a very interesting story um, (laughs) involving the Air Force and then, of course, your current passion talking about family and food and fashion and finance. And I would just kind of love to share with our listeners and learn more myself about that evolution for you. Sure. Um, Well, I have been an online content creator for, I think it's 12 years now. Um, So I have had a website. I didn't know anything in in the website realm of what to actually do with that. When I started, I just Mm -hmm. use it as kind of an accountability um, and to start my frugal journey. Um, we started with, um, $36,000 of debt Mm. and we got out of that debt in less than two years. Wow. Uh, So yes. (laughs) So the, the blog four hats and frugal started basically with me just writing things to the idea of, Hey, we tried to make our own hamburgers today. That didn't work out. Next time we'll do this. Or, Mm -hmm. um, I learned about couponing. This is what I've learned so far. So it was definitely more of a diary, which I think most um, blogs were back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's just that we were writing down the things that we were going through, thinking of. And um, that's how I used it. I was in forums first. And then the ladies over in the forums who taught me pretty much everything I know said, you need to start a blog. And I didn't know what, what that was. Mm-hmm. They told me what it was and they helped me figure out how to create one. And that's where it all originated from. And now, you know, um, all of these years later, it's evolved into talking about 
family connection and things to do with your family without having to spend a million dollars, um, how to be fashionable and a fashionable mom and really invest in yourself in certain pieces and, you know, where you can have a little fun in your wardrobe. We talk a lot about food. Food is mm-hmm. like the, our favorite thing in this house. Um, and we do a little personal finance too. And I just basically share as a mom of three and a wife, what I do to either save money or make a little extra money. And it's very, very simple, not very complicated. Um, and how I keep that discipline going as someone who was in the military for 18 years. So I am a military vet, an Air Force vet. I was in the Air National Guard for 18 years, and now I am enjoying my retirement. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Well, I have a few a few thoughts. First, I did not realize you were that old guard. We are in the same old yeah. guard. Like I yes. started blogging in 2006, and um, boy, that feels like a long time ago. And um, I just, I love that, um, you know, you found your purpose in your blog really through just personal experience and like tactical. I, I just, I love that. And I think it's, you know, it's probably why you've built such a, an incredible and loyal following is because, you know, you are giving, you are living the real and every day along with everybody else. And so I think that's so wonderful. Like that just real, real personality, just because I don't know, the internet's very complicated these days. So <laughs> yes, it is so complicated. I miss the simplicity of it all, but I guess we can bring it back. Yes. We're bringing it back right now, which is amazing. Yes. And um, yeah, I mentioned earlier, you know, I have been wanting to have you on this podcast. Oh my gosh, we probably started emailing about it like a year ago. It's so embarrassing. And then yeah. every email is like, I'm sorry, I dropped the ball. But um, I'm so excited. It is finally happening. And listeners, we are going to give you both big picture inspiration and of course, lots of tactics after a quick break. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And what aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. As you know, I am all about micro-improvements, and if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, 
you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com slash edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, friends, we are back with Amira Martin, and we are talking about, I don't know, I guess I'm calling this like frugal living basics and goals and leveling it all up. I'm so excited to talk to you <laughs> and like gain some wisdom today. So, um, you know, I as I was thinking about our conversation, I thought it would be good to start big picture and maybe talk about family. I mean, we have listeners who are, you know, not parents as well, but, um, you know, this is a big one for a lot of people. So I'll just start here. Um, and my question to you is, how do we instill in kids the importance and meaning of frugality? Like, but not in a heavy handed way, especially because right now we're in this culture of excess and getting the next big thing and kids all having the same big things. So I would love for your, just some general perspective setting, um, to help people through this. Cause it's hard. I hear people talk about this all the time. Yes. Well, I, the thing I think we complicated, especially as adults and parents is that we think that our children are viewing frugality and living a more simpler life the way that we're viewing it. Um, mm. They aren't. They, they're, they're viewing it with, obviously, fresh new eyes. They don't see this as something that's a change unless we tell them it's a change. So my kids have loved taking on um, the challenges. We call them like fun little challenges that we do in the house of, hey, let's figure out what we can um, make for lunch with just using these five things that we have in the fridge? Or mm-hmm. um, where can we go locally to have a good time this weekend? Where do you guys want to go? We haven't tried any parks. Are there any parks you want us to go explore together? It's those little things. If we just switch them um, and make them seem like they are more of adventures instead of disciplined things that we have to do to save money. Uh, it's a, it's, it takes our children into a whole nother mindset instead of putting that heaviness on them so early about, oh my gosh, we got to save money. We've spent this much this month and we got to cut down here and using all of those terms where they can definitely turn it into a negative, mm-hmm. getting them to really embrace the idea of living a frugal life and a fun life. We love to compare. We like to put those two words together a lot in our house, frugal and fun, because it really can be fun if you um, turn it into that. Uh, this is it's a great way to not put them in the mindset so early. And once they grow up, like I can see my 14 year old is he's gotten it because he's the one who's had to go through the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he was little and we were working on getting rid of that debt and kind of changing our lifestyle, he got to spend a lot of time with mom and dad. We played a lot of board games. We um, went to grandma's a lot every Sunday because grandma cooks dinner every Sunday. So that was one meal we didn't have to cook and spend money on. But he has that idea now. He is at the point where it's fun to hear him talk about um, the excitement of saving up money for something big or um, how he's going to be the best dad when he has kids, which like breaks my heart and makes me happy at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, kids so. Uh, but he's he's already making plans of how to stick to things that um, embrace the the familial part of his life rather than 
worrying about, oh my gosh, I need to make so much money in order to take care of these things. And I need a big house and I need this and I need that. Uh, it's, we can literally see it happening in his mind and in his words that he's going to be embracing this lifestyle. He's going to be frugal yep. because he now understands that it's actually pretty cool to do. Um, and there's, there's a lot of fun things you can figure out and uh, enjoy if it's not all about increasing the money, but really using the money wisely and making sure that you always inflict some fun in there. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just need to sort of like plus one, two specific things or highlight two things that I heard. First, I think this is the first time I have ever heard um, someone point out that kind of reframing around like, I'm going to just call it baggage, you know, the baggage that we as adults may have around, you know, money and frugal and what that means versus what a kid's experience is, because, oh, my goodness, like as you know, I grew up poor and really did not have anything. And so I know I come to the table with a lot of baggage around that. Um, And that's such an important distinction because I'm just sitting here a little flabbergasted that I've never (laughs) thought of that. Um, But the second thing, which I just love is I think for many of us, when you hear the word frugal, you you just think money. Okay, like trim it down. But I feel like your perspective is really one that um, also loops in, um, you know, being mindful about time and what you're doing and simplifying and how all of those things are more locked together than we would ever even think. You know, the idea of doing something local and finding a local adventure in your neighborhood, you know, that will save money, yes, but that also saves on you know, expense and travel time and whatever else. And it also builds community. So I'm a little bit, I'm just a little shocked right now because I had never thought about that. It like that. Is that something that has just been your mantra go like forever or like I literally, I know a lot of frugal living bloggers and I don't think I've ever heard that perspective before. Uh, No, this is definitely, (laughs) it hasn't been my mindset um, since the beginning. In the beginning, I actually, and I've, I've, only talked about this quite a few times. Getting rid of the debt was very trying, actually, on our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we did it in such a short amount of time, it had a strain on our marriage. Um, and like it just felt kind of unhealthy, to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. um, just because it was a it was one of those obsessive goals. And it was like, we have to do this or, um, you know, everything bad will happen. And that was kind of the feeling behind it. There wasn't a lot of, hey, take time to enjoy, you know, the milestone you've had just now, like go out and, you know, take yourself out to eat. You've gotten rid of a thousand dollars worth of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, there was none of that. There was head down, mm-hmm. figure it out, get it done. And there's a lot of stress behind that. And yeah. that that was my mentality right in the beginning. And then um, what really changed it was after the debt was gone. And I could see us kind of falling back into the behaviors that we had before how we got into the debt. Um, that's when I was like, something's still not right here. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it's not the debt. Something else is going on. And I really had to just um, give myself a minute to focus on what's really going on in your brain. What's going on, you know, in your relationship? Is it, was it really the money? It wasn't the money. It was the idea of, you're you want to do the the most in life you want to do the best in life and you had it associated with something that was monetarily based when really you have to recondition how 
you want to live your life and you want your son to watch you living your life and you want to grow your relationship with your husband. And that took me a couple of years to just sit and think about that. It's like, Mm -hmm. if it's not the money, then what is it? And just like you said, it's really the time. And when I figured that out, I feel like that's when I kind of got serious about the content that I put up on my site. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see it too. I did a lot of time saving and I talk about this all the time. I teach people how to meal plan in five minutes and how to plan your whole year in, in one day and, um, how to create a meal plan for your family for the whole year and only do that in a day. And that all, a lot of that stemmed from me going, okay, listen, if I could find ways to cut down all of the stress that I'm putting on myself to get these things done, to pay bills on time, to do all of that stuff. And just have more time to enjoy sitting in my apartment with my family or Mm. um, going to the pool or taking my son to the park, just me and him. What can I do to make sure I have more time? Because, you know, money is great and we can make way way more money. But time, oh, my gosh, if we waste pain point. Yes. If we waste time, especially as mom, the guilt, the guilt just eats us up inside. So that's where my mindset went. It was like, how can I? create more time or at least use the time wisely mm-hmm. and be able to do more and maybe not do anything to be able to just lay yeah. in the bed because I've already done the work that I need to do for the week. Yeah. And as soon as I figured that out, it just, it literally changed the way I made money. It changed the way I, I looked at money. I started to see we were making more money, my husband and I both, because we didn't put so much emphasis on it. We put emphasis on we need to make time for each other. Yeah. And once we did that, everything just changed. Our mindsets changed. We started to see things way more clearly. Um, and then we, we saw things in our, our children. You know, we had another, we had a little girl and she was born into a whole different mindset, which is nice. So you can see the differences between her and her brother. Um, and it was great. It really was great. And we could see, okay, we, we really have figured this out that it's not, a money-based thing. It's a quality of time. Yeah, thing. that's wonderful. Well, let, you know, let's, that's actually very related to something else I wanted to ask you about. So, you know, this concept of becoming frugal, I think it can feel very daunting and overwhelming <laughs> to people. I think especially because a lot of the times it's posed in the, like the, like, take your grocery bill from X to X, you know, from like $200 a week to like 50. And people are like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. So (laughs) how would you suggest people go about, I mean, you had this very kind of big picture lifestyle epiphany, but how would you suggest people go about setting some frugal living goals when they just feel so overwhelmed by life in general? I always, well, food is a big thing. So I know we're probably going to talk about that later because that's, that's both of our love languages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like if anybody can set a goal and make it an easier goal, it, it can totally revolve around food. And don't make it such a big goal that you're like, well, I, I know I'm going to fail there. Let's say you go out to eat, your family goes out to eat maybe three times a week. If you say, you know what, let's make it two times a week. And then on that third day, um, we'll, we'll grab some frozen chicken nuggets and some tater tots and a, a veggie. And that's what we'll have. It doesn't have to be you have to cook this, you know, five course meal on that third night that you're giving up. Make it as easy as possible for you to win. And I think that's something that we just we don't allow ourselves to do because 
it's the world of social media. We want to make an announcement. Hey, I'm challenging myself. And, you know, I've done this really big thing. But sometimes you got to do the small thing. Oh, and if yeah. the small thing is letting go of a one night where you usually would run to McDonald's and instead you buy the chicken nuggets at, um, you know, Kroger, wherever your grocery store is, and you throw it in the oven and you may, you give yourself a time frame of 20 minutes to get dinner on the table, you've won that week. Mm-hmm. And you need to celebrate like, I did it. I did the one thing. And allow yourself to do the one simple thing for a couple of weeks. Don't move on to something else big the next week. Give yourself about four weeks to just do the small thing first. And oh, then you can move yeah. on. I, I just, I'm smiling. You're just, you're speaking our language. I mean, we talk about baby steps all the time because yes. otherwise it's just, you know, that's why I know everybody's like loves Marie Kondo, but I'm like, I don't have time to like empty my whole closet. I need to go like section by section. Or like, I just need the steps to be really broken down. Otherwise I get completely overwhelmed. So right. I love that. Yes. Um, okay. Well, so we are going to talk more about food and we're, we're actually going to talk more about fashion too, but and we'll do all of this in the back half of the episode, but I want to just talk about like in your experience and with other people you've seen, like, where do you feel that people can make that biggest impact? Like literally, I know this sounds really weird and like, I'm, you know, following you around online, which I only sort of am, but, um, <laughs> you know, you, you just make frugal living, like look gorgeous and adorable and stylish. And I, sometimes I am left scratching my head thinking, how did, how did she do that? <laughs> so, so we, you know, is there, did you find in your life that there was like one place that made a really big impact, whether it's food or something else? Mm-hmm. Uh, I focused on what brought me the most joy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and that, that may sound really simple. Like, okay, well, she's got to elaborate on that. That's just, that's too, too broad. Uh, but it, it really was that. And I, I mean, you mentioned fashion. I have always loved fashion. My mom used to make my clothes when I was little. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I miss those days. So it's all her that. fault. It's yeah. all her fault that I love everything fashion. I'm a big shoe addict. So I really, I started there, believe it or not. I think a lot of people are shocked when I tell them that. Um, but I collect shoes. I have no qualms paying money. For a good pair. I don't wear them all. That's another thing. People are like, what? That's so unfrugal. I was like, I guess it's my form of art, though. It's not yeah. unfrugal to me. I think they're beautiful. Um, so I did. I started there and I started kind of researching. OK, well, obviously, I shouldn't be spending this much on shoes all the time. And I do love getting a new pair. What can I where can I cut the cost or where can I find a quality shoe that, you know, doesn't cost me a million dollars? And I started right there and I found a company that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I've still, I still wear their shoes to this day. They're affordable. But once I started seeing that, and then I started seeing the numbers reflect and like our budget and like, Oh, how did we end up with an extra a hundred bucks? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where did that go? Oh, that's right. I, I decided to work on my joy and find a, more, a least expensive way, uh, to bring a little more joy into my life. And it really does start there. So maybe, Going to get your cup of coffee is your joy. Okay, cool. Can you sign up for their coffee program? If it's local, maybe they have something that they do like a customer appreciation or um, like it's it's really that small and simple. But if it's connected to something that really lights you up every day or brings you complete happiness when you think about it, you're going to do it. And you're going to really love the idea that you can continue to enjoy the things that you enjoy. And not have to spend as much and have a little bit more money to put towards 
other things that may not be as joyous, but are important, like retirement and, mm-hmm. you know, sending your kids to an extracurricular that maybe you couldn't afford it at, in the earlier times, but now you can. Um, it really is connected to that, that idea of a joyful, a simple elegance, um, a, an inexpensive, joyful thing that you can do just to kind of get your mindset going. I think that's great. And I'm sort of chuckling over here because, um, you know, in the fall, like it was my birthday and, and I love smoothies and actually I consume a lot of them because mm-hmm. I have all these sort of anti-inflammatory things that I'm dealing with, with my, with food. And so, but like my favorite smoothie place, like literally the smoothies are $11 each. Like, I can't even <laughs> believe I'm saying that, but this is what happens when you live in the Boston area. So, um, but for my birthday, I, I bought myself a Vitamix, which is like not cheap, but I was thinking to myself, I said, you know what, one, I'm going to buy the quality thing that is not going to go into a landfill and burn out after like six months. And two, like now I don't have to, I can make the fancy $11 smoothies at home. And in the long run, I will get my dollars per use out of this thing. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. And you're going to be like, it's going to be joyful for you getting up in the morning and putting your stuff in and. Like it just, it's going to bring a smile to your face and you're still not feeling deprived. That's the thing. We think that being frugal and saving money and cutting back has to be something where you're depriving yourself all the time. It doesn't have to be that way. You can find way more things to be joyful about just by, you know, figuring out where you want to place your dollars and where you want to place your time. And I think you said that I make it look so like, happy and chic. And (laughs) when I share my food, it's because of that. I like, I found, I found fun ways to just really enjoy life. Um, and I think that's important. It's important to see that, Hey, you know, this, it doesn't have to be so frumpy. It doesn't have to be so serious all the time. It's, it's a fun way to live and you can have fun while you're doing it. Yes, I can't agree more. Um, your your joy really, I, I'm smiling because it really does come through. And now I feel like I understand it better. So that's that's really awesome. Well, I'm rubbing my hands together because I'm excited to talk tactics. So we've already sort of covered some of them, but we'll do um, that after a quick break. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky 
wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Okay, friends, we are back with the wonderful, joyful Amira Martin. We are talking about, I want to say it's frugal living and basics, but really it's it's so much more than that. Like my mind is a little blown by how how sort of leveled up lifestyle and just quality of life we've we've talked about, you know, everything we've talked about in the front half of the half of the episode. But in this back half, I would love to talk some tactics, um, three things specifically. And the first one we touched on a little bit already, which is food. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you experienced this with your followers too, Amira, but our listeners love talking about food. They love eating food, but they are completely <laughs> exhausted by the responsibilities about getting it ready. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and just dealing with it. And so what are your top frugal tactics around food? Well, okay. So I'm going to start off with one thing that probably other frugal bloggers are going to be mad if I say it. <laughs> Do it. Go against the grain. <laughs> when it comes to meal planning, it's just planning a meal. It doesn't have to mean you have to go search out what, you know, someone else has put on the internet and say, this is what we're having this week. And it's, they're going to cook every single dinner. It's planning a meal. So if you're planning to go out to eat on Thursday night, you plan Thursday's meal. That's really what it is. If you're planning to get um, one of those uh, food service boxes Mm -hmm. and you know, it's coming in on Tuesday, you just plan Tuesday night's meal. It doesn't always have to be so complicated and you don't always have to be in the center of every meal that's planned. As long as you're making a plan, you're automatically saving money because Mm -hmm. what happens is you're, as you're planning, even if you're planning to go out to eat, you may find out, oh, if we go out on Thursdays, well, that restaurant has kids eat free on Thursdays. Oh, wow. Okay. So we definitely need to make sure that if we do go out to eat, we go on Thursdays and we've just saved some money. Mm-hmm. Um, the meal plan subscription boxes, they always have deals and discounts and codes. If you're already planning that that's going to be your meal for the next three weeks, look for the codes and then you get deals on that too. Really, it's all about the planning. Like we mentioned earlier in the episode about time, meal planning is you just planning what you you're going to eat. And that is saving you time, which essentially saves you money. So don't think that you have to you know, go out searching on Pinterest for, oh my gosh, what, what can I put down on the meal plan for this week? Okay, well, I'm going to have to make risotto. Well, that's going to take forever. I don't know if I can do that. Let's just order out. It's as simple as just plugging in what you would like to have your family eat on that night and executing. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It really is that simple. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's, um, you know, those little tactical tweaks, I think, can go a long way. Like even just for us, something as simple as, oh, okay, the kids have sports this this night, then I'm not going to bother putting in effort making a big thing. You know, right. um, let's just do freezer freezer stuff. Or, um, you know, and another thing that your comment made me think of related to sort of, you know, joy and just being a little more mindful of things is that you know, we have no shortage of takeout options around <laughs> us. And sometimes, you know, it's very tempting to just 
take advantage of that because it's there. But, you know, that's also money. And so my husband and I have really gotten to a, a pattern where we just do like pause for a second and we ask, our, ask ourselves if we can't even figure out what we might want to eat. We think, let's, you know, save this, you know, option for a day when we actually really, really want it, like versus just kind of doing it because it's here. Um, and then we end up getting more enjoyment out of not having to cook and, and taking care, taking advantage of that. Yes, yes. And it's it really is that that simple. It really is. We do that here. And if we like I, I tell my husband, I crave Chipotle is my thing. I crave it all the time. <laughs> um, but now I, I wait. It's kind of like it's an anticipation. I'm like, OK, when yes. can I schedule in this month for me to actually go to Chipotle and have Chipotle or what night are we doing like a special family night where um, and we do this every once in a while with your kids pick what they want. And then some might want Wendy's or some might want McDonald's and we don't shame them. Mm-hmm. It's a treat and they enjoy it and it brings them joy. And they enjoy when mom cooks. They enjoy when we get our little we call it splurge day. So splurge day, it's everybody. Hey, what would you like to have? And it's budgeted and we all enjoy what we enjoy. So I get that anticipation of, oh, my gosh, Chipotle might be this month. I'm really excited about it. I love it. <laughs> it's so great. So, yeah, it's, it can be that simple. And you really start to kind of appreciate those little things that um, we used to see as, oh, my gosh, OK, I have no clue what to eat. So let's just order this. And it doesn't taste as good because you're like, oh, it's kind of like my default. I did want to put in the effort of cooking, but I guess we'll have Chinese. And instead, you're like, you know what? Two weeks from today, we're having Chinese. And you just think about it, and it's awesome. And you know, you, you can like put some money aside for it, and you can really order all you want because you've already put the money aside. There, it's just a different mentality than, you know, having that last minute session of, oh gosh, I'm so exhausted. I know this probably won't taste as good. Let's just order it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm going to throw out one other food related thing, even though, um, you know, it this is seasonal and it kind of depends on what you have in your area. But it was so interesting this past fall for the first time in a number of years, we joined a CSA, like a farm share. And um, we had done it a couple of times before and and sort of quit because the farmers were grumpy or the pickup location was terrible or, you know, for any, any number of barriers to entry. But we we did it. We found something that was close to us. And it was just this like super loving community of farm people. And I was totally shocked by how it changed not only how we ate, just tons more produce, but also what we spent, because I realized that um, one, we weren't going we were only going to the grocery store every other week instead of every week. Um, and apparently I'm a really terrible aisle shopper. Like if I see something on the end, I'll be like, oh, I need that. And yes, <laughs> and our you know, grocery bills would be ridiculous. And so I, I don't know if people are very pro veggie, which, you know, I am like, I would recommend looking into a CSA, you know, if that's something that you think you would enjoy, because it it might actually help you, even though you're investing in this farm thing, like it actually has saved us a ton of money at the grocery store, which is not something I was expecting at all when we joined. Yes. I, I love that we have so many options now. Like we have the CSAs and we have, um, if you if you're in the area, you can go to a local butcher and say, yeah. you know, I want to I want to order 20 chickens and they'll, you know, prepare them for you. And you just put them in. I love that. I love that we can shop online and have people go to the grocery store for us, pick the produce that's good and then deliver it to our like we have so many options right now for saving time that yeah. 
we're really kind of set up to win. Just as long as we use them properly, we're set up to win. Yeah, it really is amazing. Um, okay, well, so I I want to move on to a bucket that I've referenced a couple of times, and so I'm I'm sorry I keep pushing on this, but I have mentioned you really truly, and I'm going to share your Instagram link in our show notes because I think people need to see what I'm talking about. But you really do look adorable and stylish all the time. So you know, you mentioned the shoes earlier, and so like you know, getting the quality shoe and figuring out where that was, and you know, but what are some secrets for fashion on a budget because, and I guess online helps us, right? But is there anything that else that you've found to be really helpful, you know, for somebody who wants to like, you know, just amp it up a little bit? Yeah. I, well, I think my biggest turning point was, um, fashion capsules. Mm. Uh, I, I do mm-hmm. a fashion capsule every season. I have to do it seasonally. I know I, I break the rules about everything you guys, just so you know, ahead of time, <laughs> okay, so actually explain the capsule concept in case okay. people don't know what, know what we're talking yeah. about. So a traditional fashion capsule, I think it originated um, in the 1970s. A, a lot of designers would have fashion capsules because they didn't have time to dress themselves. They were dressing other people. So mm-hmm. they wore the same black outfits. They always had a collared shirt, a pair of pants, um, comfortable shoes. And then they just bought four of those things. And that's what they would wear. And that's a, a fashion capsule essentially is a capsule of specific items that are in your wardrobe that you can mix and match um, throughout the year. Usually a capsule is for your pretty much your whole life until something uh, gives out and you have to replace it. Um, And they have many of them out there. Uh, There's a 33 piece capsule. There's a 40 piece. Some capsules don't include shoes. That's mine, obviously. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I think a capsule basically is you make your rules about your wardrobe and you you stick to it and you have fun with it. And that's how I do it. So I have a fashion capsule per season, which is a little different. Um, but I live in a place where there are four seasons. Yes. So I need to have a capsule for each season. Uh, and I have fun in mind. Like usually a capsule is neutral colors, dark colors, um, your plain white tee. I don't do that. I do um, patterns and polka dots and plaid. And just because that's just my personality, you know, I, I like to have fun with my clothes. But I also like to feel confident in my clothes. And I know if I can put some fun in there uh, when it comes to my wardrobe and the things that I pick to have in my capsules, I'm going to come off confident and assured of myself when I am meeting someone or when you guys see me on Instagram. And um, I love that people are like, oh, my gosh, I love what you wear. Your th- I love what your outfit or you seem like you always love what you're wearing and you're happy in your clothes. And I'm like, okay, so I'm doing this right. That's how I know I'm doing it right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's a capsule really. And I think capsules are so important for moms uh, because we are short on time usually. And we like our go-to pieces. And most moms already have capsules because you probably only wear 20% of the things in your closet anyway. Yes. Um, So we all have them already. It's just that we, we think we need more options than we do. Uh, but I just, I started there. That's where I started when it, it came to making my wardrobe and my fashion selections more affordable. Because if I had a, a list of things that I require in my capsule, I would stick to the list. And if something got worn out, I'm like, okay, well, I need to replace that t-shirt now. And let's find a really cute one. And I would look online or um, I love to ask friends, especially influencer friends, because sometimes they have things that they've designed themselves and I want to mm. give them, you know, mm-hmm. support them. Uh, 
And I love it because every season, I actually shop for the new season before it starts. So I get I get the anticipation of, oh my gosh, I can't wait to wear this once I get it. And That's I cool. can, yeah, it's it, it brings, again, another joyful thing that I do is, you know, I, I get to shop and I get to spend money on clothes, but it's intentional. Yes. And it, it keeps me honest about how many things are in my closet and how many things I can't add to my closet. But it also allows me to sit in my bed sometimes and pull out my phone and shop a little bit or make mm-hmm. a wish list. Um, so I, that's how I keep it affordable is that I stick to the capsule, but I also incorporate a lot of fun little things that I know I'll enjoy wearing. And then I wear them out like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And I just wanted to, I thought it would be important to mention too, that, you know, people can wear whatever they want. That's fine. Right. Like I, it, you know, if you, if you're happy in your yoga pants, great. But I just wanted to, cause I was having a conversation about this with somebody that, it occurs to me that for some people there is um there's kind of a little bit and it could be upbringing it could be just like you know however your family dealt with money and whatever but sometimes i think there's a little bit of shame around something that seems i'm using air quotes but can't people can't see me but you know something that seems kind of frivolous it seems extra right, right? but you know i will say that having grown up as somebody who at one point in my life like literally had one shirt to wear per week. <laughs> um, I feel like it's a really joyful form of self-expression. And so if, if I just wanted to encourage people, if you've been feeling like, oh, I don't want to, you know, spend money on clothes because of X, Y, or Z, and that's going against something actually you feel in your heart that you want, I would just encourage people to explore that a little bit and test the waters because I, I don't think there should be shame in wanting to express yourself based on the clothes you're wearing. That's just right. That's my PSA for the day. Yeah. I And I'm glad you brought that up because this is going to be something, I mean, not just, I know we're talking about frugality and money and all of that, but really this is setting you up to have, have good days, like wearing the things that are comfortable to you and things that you feel great. in is it is super important. And I think that's something that we kind of glaze over because we look at the fashion industry and fast fashion and these, you know, models that, you know, we'll never be as tall as them or as thin, but really it's important that you structure this for yourself Mm -hmm. uh, because it's just going to allow you to want to structure other things in your life. So everything Mm -hmm. spills over. Everything Everything spills over. Yeah. Yeah. And if you only like wearing, you know, your four t-shirts, I have a son like that and he is so joyful about his clothing because he has his five t-shirts that he loves. And all we do is we replace a T-shirt once he grows out of it and he gets the exact same T-shirt again. And we're and you have we haven't seen him this joyful in a long time. And I know that's that can be true for us as women, too. There's something that you just if it's that simple to you and just being able to have only five options in your closet and that's your thing. That's totally cool. Mm -hmm. If you need 20 options. That's totally cool too. You just, you have to give yourself permission to create the best, your best self. And this is one way that you can do it. And you don't have to spend a million dollars to do it. You just have to enjoy what you, you wear and invest in what you love. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, there's one, one topic, uh, you know, real small one um, that I want (laughs) to hit on before we close out. I want to talk about finance and family a little bit. And, you know, what would you say are your sort of like 
maybe like a top grown-up facing tip, like as in things like we as adults should be doing, and also then maybe like a parent facing tip. So something that maybe a lesson that parents should teach kids about money. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, well, from I guess from grown up to grown up, uh, one of my tips currently is um, to review. I don't think we do this enough. Review the diversity of the money that's coming into your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds super heavy, but it's something that I think it's super important for us to kind of review. Like if if you only have one source of income coming in, or maybe two, maybe you you're both working parents if if you're in if you um are in a home with your spouse um is that going to be enough if maybe it's it's gone or it's cut in half will will that be will you be able to sustain the life that you like if that happens Mm -hmm. and not to like i mean it's not a doomsday thing it's just kind of think about it once we get that in our minds and start thinking about it then we'll start thinking of other ways we can kind of diversify bringing in more funds into our home. Like, you know, people talk about side hustles all the time and, you know, doing online work and things like that. But really, you don't have to even think about that until you actually sit down and say, okay, what what kind of income do we have coming in? Can we turn that income into three streams instead of two? Mm-hmm. Um, like, really think about that. Just, it's so important to have a few streams coming into your home just even if it's just a rainy day fund, like something where you just do maybe once a month, um, just to kind of have a rainy day fund available, it helps with our peace of mind, yes. really. Um, so it's not really like you're, listen, I'm not trying to make you Mark Cuban or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> but it will help you have, feel that stability. So yeah. just just maybe sit down, you know, during a lazy hour of the weekend and think about, okay, how many streams do we technically have coming in? And you can just, you can look at your bank account and see, you know, when you have money coming in, where's it coming from? That's, that's really all you're doing. And, you know, think about in the next year, is there something you may want to do to create another stream mm-hmm. and go for it? If it's not going to cost you a million dollars to do, and you can see yourself enjoying it for at least 12 months. I always say, if you can give it 12 months, go for it and try it out and work on those streams. At least try to add one more. That's that's the big grown up tip. Try yeah, to add one great. more stream. Yeah. Yeah, I I um I'm a big fan of diversifying the breadbasket and actually recently my husband had an idea for sort of like, you know, it would require require a bunch of setup, but it could ultimately be like quite a good there would be it would scale, an idea that scaled and I'm like, "Okay, send me the Google Doc. I'm going to help you set this thing up." <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it it has us it's kind of a good distraction too. I tell people it's, I know it sounds like a side hustle and all that. It sounds so serious, but really it's a nice little distraction that may make you money. Mm-hmm. And it brings you, like, it, it gives you a, a little angle to view life in, in a different way. And then you start working on other parts of your life in different ways because now you have this thing that is all new and fresh and your brain has, lot, you know, woken up again because you're using different parts of your brain. And now you're focusing or you're hyper-focusing on things that you probably haven't hyper-focused on in your everyday life in years. Mm-hmm. So it really is good to bring in another stream. It's it's not just a monetary thing. It's it's just good to have something new that can be sustainable or at least be something that you can focus on and enjoy for, at least, you know, about 12 months. 12 yeah. months is all you need. For sure. That's it. 
Okay. And what about like a top kid facing, like parent facing tip, something that ki- uh, parents should teach kids about money? Commission. That's told parents this all the time. No more allowances. Commission. Mm. We do commission in our house. Now, this is how commission works for us. With a commission and with a job, you do the job and you get paid. You don't do the job, you don't get paid. So our kids know that. They have things in the house that are part of their commission system. There are things in the house that they have to do because you're a member of the house. You need to clean your room. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not paying you to clean your room. That's not happening. Um, But there are other things like, you know, work on um, breaking down the recycling and getting that out. Or um, we do pay them to take care of the cats because that's a being. So we teach them how to take care of this being. And this is what you're going to learn. Um, but there, you, you, it'll depend on your family what you want to actually pay your kids to do in terms of them doing a job. But this has been a life changer for us in our house because if the kids understand that if the job isn't done correctly, you can't get paid because mm-hmm. that's how it is in the real world. If you mm-hmm. go out and you don't do your job, you get called into the office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if you're working on commission, if you don't make the deal, you can't get the commission. Mm-hmm. So they're, they've learned that early on. And I even just put this up. I know this is this is a seasonal thing, but I just put this up on my Facebook because I was so proud of them. I, they were sitting at the table together and I overheard them talking about Black Friday deals. And they've decided that they're going to put their money together and they're going to search out Black Friday deals and they're going to buy their own gifts mm. with the money. that. And I was like, did I teach them that? I don't remember everything that they... <laughs> But they're doing that on their own. Yeah, and it's that's because cool. they're so proud of the money that they've earned. And they understand the idea of, you know, investing in things that they really enjoy. It's it's a video game they're going to share. Um, but they're going to do it together. So my 14-year-old and my 9-year-old have decided on their own that they're going to invest their money together. And they're going to, you know, basically take their gifts into their own hands. And they're becoming so self-sufficient. And I know it's because we have gotten rid of the allowance thing. So there's no weekly, here's your money. There's, these are your jobs and you're going to get paid for your jobs. And they do their jobs with joy. If they don't, we, you know, take a minute and say, okay, well, this was done at 40%. Here's what you need to do to improve. And they, you know, they improve and they know for a fact. Yeah, it's, it's really great. So I think parents should review that. Think about how you can create actual jobs in your home. And, you know, let's prep our kids for the real world because when they get out there, they might not encounter someone who's going to be kind enough to stop and say, this is how you properly sweep the floor. Yeah. Um, so if we can start them in our own home and then, you know, reward them by giving them their paycheck and they can easily start associating that joy of working and work ethic right in our home and then they'll take that out into the world and we won't have to worry about them not succeeding they'll know exactly what to do and what they don't want to do and it won't be always tied to money but it'll be tied to doing a great job that's fabulous and we have a few episodes uh on money in general but also related to kids and money so i will be sure to link those up in the notes um oh my goodness this has been so fun amira and Sadly, I think we have to wrap, which is just I so know. tragic, but yes. you know, I know at the end of each episode, Asha and I, we share something that we call your next edit because our listeners okay. are so awesome and they love to like take something practical and tactical from the episode and just like do it, you know, that week or that day. 
So I would love to know what your next edit is in relation to our conversation today. I would, I would like to say the next edit, because I know we talked about frugal living and finding that, that joy and possibly starting a frugal lifestyle. So I think the next edit would be to sit down and decide what are the top three things you would love to do if money wasn't the issue. Mm-hmm. Because really that's what frugal living is. We, we try to make it so money isn't an issue for what we want to do. And that's what we work towards. So if you can just kind of get that idea and it may just bring a smile to your face and get you motivated even. But wh- what, what would you do? What are the top three things you would do if really you didn't have to worry about how you're going to pay for it or where the money would come from? And, um, you know, what are those things that would make you happy? I love that so much. Amira, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy day to chat with me today. And I just feel like um, this conversation, I knew it was going to be great, but it was even more illuminating and sort of higher level than I had anticipated. So thank you for that gift. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. I am so honored to be on the podcast. I'm a big fan. That's why when you said, oh, you need to get your, I was like, oh yeah, I know. I know how this goes. (laughs) Ray, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, listeners, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned at eddierlifeshow.com. And this week, we'd like to know what is one of your favorite money-saving hacks? Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page, or you can chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.